Live from Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Talking Motorcycles, the radio show that covers the world of motorcycles and motorcycle racing. We're here to entertain you, inform you of new products, and enhance your love of motorcycling. Road race, flat track, touring, scooters, vintage, you name it, we discuss it right here on Talking Motorcycles. And now, here's your host, pro race announcer and third generation motorcycle rider, Barry Boone. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. I'm your host, I'm Barry, and I got to tell you, um, we love our listeners, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But first, I want to say a special thank you to Ross Myers, uh, Daytona Harley-Davidson, and Ross Myers, New Smyrna Harley-Davidson for making this show a reality here locally. They are our a local sponsor here on FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB. <clears throat> they were responsible for uh, making the show happen here in the Volusia County region, which is a huge motorcycle market. Uh, I don't know if you folks know this or not, but according to a major European motorcycle manufacturer, there are more motorcycle registered owners per capita uh, in Volusia County than any county in America. Think about that for the moment, because that's a big, big number. In fact, on a Saturday afternoon, as you ride down the street, you see garages open, people out working in the yard. Just take a moment and just kind of look in their garages. You're going to see a motorcycle in one out of two, one out of three open garage doors. It is that uh, big a market here in Volusia County. So thank you. Uh, Bruce Ross Myers for making it possible. And when you are in the uh, Daytona region for any reason, for Bike Week, Biketoberfest, vacationing, maybe you're also a NASCAR fan, you come down for the races, whatever brings you to Daytona, be sure and stop in and say hello to Shelly Ross Meyer and the team, the family owned team there at Ross Myers Daytona Harley. And why do we love our listeners? Well, <clears throat> this show is really part two of a series on motorcycle touring. Um, the first show last week, which I want to talk about in a second, was brought on by you. I mentioned briefly on a show some weeks back about a ride I was doing to California and talking about riding gear choices in 105-degree temperatures. And I got a bunch of uh, inbox messages on Facebook at Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone or Barry Boone. I was hit up on Twitter uh, it was crazy, to be honest, how many people said, hey, let's talk more about that on your show. It let me know that you had an interest in using your motorcycles for perhaps more than bar-to-bar -bar riding or a Sunday afternoon ride with your sweetheart. Um, you you have an interest in, in doing some touring. So we took that ball and we ran with it. And last week's show was huge for me because I actually learned a lot. Our guests were Norm Nelson. What did Norm teach us? He taught us that you can ride a small displacement motorcycle cross-country. You do not have to have a uh, supersized touring motorcycle like an Ultra Classic or Goldwing. Uh, you don't have to have that size motorcycle. You can actually, in his case, you can enjoy cross-country touring on a 250cc scooter or a 1958 Harley-Davidson Sportster from... Uh, the northeast Florida coast to Alaska twice. 
Uh, he taught us how he does that is by being patient, resetting his mindset on speeds and, and mileage accomplishments for the day, and just how to enjoy a smaller displacement touring. And folks, it can be done, whatever you ride, if you get your head right. Then Dina Mastrasi joined us, and you hopefully heard this show. <clears throat> Dina talked about, she, she set a record last year, 2016, in her first year as a motorcyclist. She just learned to ride and bought an F800 uh, GS BMW and started riding, started touring. She amassed over 11,500 miles in her rookie season and earned an award for the highest mileage uh, achieved by a new rookie rider in their first year of riding. I thought we learned a lot from Dina as she was a nutritionist and uh, knew a lot about what to drink, what to eat, what not to eat, what not to drink, which is critical too, and how to keep your energy up all day. I learned some things from Dina, and I appreciate her taking time. And Carl Reese, who has accomplished many things, many uh, Guinness World Record motorcycle long-distance touring accomplishments. He's done things no one has ever done on a motorcycle cross-country long-distance. Um, pretty, pretty impressive guy. Well, he and Dina called in from a cornfield in Nebraska. Uh, truly, that's what they did. They pulled over at the appropriate time and made the call in. So I don't know that we talked about that on the show last week with them, but that's what actually happened. And he's uh, he was posting on his Twitter and Instagram accounts, hey, look, we're out in the middle of a cornfield in uh, Nebraska uh, calling the Talking Motorcycle Show. But Carl really taught us some things. Many thanks to Carl, Dina, and Norm for bringing their expertise to long-distance touring uh, to the table. Um, then, um, today on the program, <clears throat> we are going to have the 2017 Iron Butt winner. So some of you are going to say now, what is the Iron Butt? Well, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's having the ability to sit in the saddle for, a thousand, for 11 consecutive days in a row. That will not win you the uh, Iron Butt uh, Championship. That won't do it. That is the minimum you must do, really. It's 11 days of 1,000 miles per day. And that's Jim Owen, and he's going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. Now, what I'm not trying to encourage anybody to do is to go out and, you know, begin your touring life. Or if you're already doing some touring, I'm not saying a thousand miles a day is not saying it should be. It's got to be a personal thing. And you have to find your own uh, miles for the day, just as we talked on the show last week. You've got to find your comfort zone. So, but what are we going to talk to Jim about? Well, in the first segment we have with him, we are going to talk iron butt. I want to hear about his experience uh, I know it's incredible accomplishment. I know he had to, you can earn bonus points <clears throat> by riding way out of the way uh, and riding back on track. And if when you do those way out portions of the trip, you earn extra points. I'm pretty sure he had to have done several of those. We're going to ask him about that. So the first segment, we are going to talk about his experience as an Iron Butt winner here in 2017. He's been uh, close to winning several times. Some would say he should have won it uh, before 
Um, <clears throat> I do not know the details on that, not going there with him. However, I do think it's an amazing accomplishment to win the Iron Butt when you've got that many qualified, expert-level touring riders competing for top honors, and you take home uh, that award, you've got something that you will be proud of the rest of your life. But when we come out of our first segment with him and begin our second, Jim is going to share with us his tips on touring, one up or two up, if uh, you do that. And we're going to pick his brain a little bit about some of his suggestions on uh, long-distance touring. I say long-distance, but that doesn't mean that that's what it is. Your, your first tour, if you haven't really done many overnight trips, might be a 200-mile, 200 250-mile trip uh, across your state, unless you live in Texas. That's, that's a, like a whole hard day of 14 hours to get across it. Um, but it may be a 250-mile trip to a really cool destination hotel uh, to spend the night, have a great dinner, and get up and come home tomorrow. That's touring, too. Uh, to what level you wish to take your touring, uh, I don't know the answer to that. But I can tell you one thing, that once you begin the process of exploring the United States of America on your motorcycle, it will likely never end for the rest of your riding career. You will become addicted to seeing new places in a new way. If you've driven across an area before in your automobile, trust me, it is not the same. The smells, uh, the visuals, everything about it is completely different. I often say that when you're on a motorcycle, uh, you're not watching the movie. You're starring in the movie. You're in the middle of that screen living it in a very, very real way. And it is a, a really pleasurable experience, something my wife and I absolutely love. Who knows? Perhaps you will, too. But it's definitely going to be a fun conversation. And I know that Jim Owen will add much to our conversation on this all-important topic. As we go to break, let me first say again, uh, many thanks to Ross Myers, uh, Harley-Davidson. You can find them online at brucerossmyers.com. And they have some of the coolest events of any dealership that I've ever been close to. Believe me, something is happening out there every day, and they make it fun for their customers and guests. You don't have to be a customer. Just go take it in. Just enjoy it. Um, um, all, all is well. I tell you what, let's go to break, and when we come back, we will have Jim Owen on the show. exists to inspire and enable the next generation of boundary breakers. It is built from motorcycles and the motorcycle racing culture. They don't just make helmets, they make possibilities. Born in a garage fueled by grease and will, guided by pure intent to encourage the world to live, ride, and thrive. Hand in hand with the world's best riders, Bell continues to enable the world's best to be their best, as it always has. Bell, established in 1954, proven and developed ever since. Find your own style and choose your own Bell helmet at bellhelmets.com forward slash powersports. 
Since 1903, the Harley-Davidson Motor Company have built motorcycles that are an American standard for the world. Since 1994, Bruce Rossmeyer's Daytona Harley-Davidson and Bruce Rossmeyer's New Smyrna Harley have set new standards for motorcycle dealerships. Bruce Rossmeyer's is your source for Harley-Davidson motorcycles, motor clothes, officially licensed products, parts, accessories, authorized service, and rentals. Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson is truly family-owned and family-managed and provides the ultimate buying experience to the Harley-Davidson enthusiasts. Whether it's a new bike purchase or an oil change, Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson Associates are dedicated to delivering the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Discover what being treated like family really means. 23 years of dedication to local and regional charities has put millions of dollars back into the communities they serve. That is the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Find out more and check out exciting events at brucerossmeyers.com. And we do welcome you back to the show, Riders Call Home. Uh, Talking Motorcycles is on FM 93.5 AM 11.50 live. You can always listen at NewsDaytonaBeach.com every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. It's so easy. It's so cool. And then, of course, the real numbers happen starting tomorrow on our podcast. And we'll talk more later in the show on how you can get involved in that. If you don't already subscribe to the show, you should. We think you should anyway. Wow. I'm so, I'm so excited to have this man on because for my entire cycling life, I've understood what a really competitive motorcycle road rally, the Iron Butt Rally, is. It takes place on odd number of years, usually in August, sometimes July. The rally lasts for 11 days. Riders often way over 11,000 miles in that time. And during the rally, entrants earn points by riding their bikes to various bonus locations in the U.S. and Canada, a bonus is a task or a destination with a point value. To earn the points for the bonus, the rider must provide evidence by photographing an object or a scene, purchasing an item uh, with a receipt or various other means specified by the organizers. It's uh, only really consists of, I don't think, too many checkpoints, but it's you got to do what you got to do on the miles, and it's all provable. So it's one of those things that I think requires a sort of Different mindset, a different determination by a rider, and a diff- some different motorcycling equipment as well. I, for one, am excited now to welcome to the show Mr. Jim Owen, the 2017 Iron Butt Rally winner. Hello. Hello, Barry. How are you today? I'm really excited. Uh, I'm assuming you're calling us from your home in Pennsylvania? That is correct, Eastern Pennsylvania. I love Pennsylvania. I love riding in Pennsylvania. My wife's uh, from there and up in the uh, Bucks County region. And to me, that whole state's really pretty. I'm just north of there, and it is a beautiful state to ride in. It is a lot of four-legged deer, though. That is true. You have to be always watching out for deer. Yes, you do. Uh, Has it sunk in yet? I mean, has it really settled in that you won the, the Iron Butt Rally? Well, uh, you know, I think in many ways it is uh, still a bit surreal, uh, just uh, being maybe uh, 10 days past uh, the end of the rally. I'm still in recovery mode, if you will. And, um, you know, I've been getting lots of uh, congratulations, phone calls, texts, emails, 
uh, Facebook posts, and um, I've been getting a lot of support and uh, uh, good feelings from uh, right here at home. So, uh, yeah, it's starting to sink in. Uh, it's been one of my goals to win a second one. No one has ever won a second Iron Butt Rally. And um, it was a, a goal that I succeeded in uh, doing. I didn't know that. When, when was your first one? Uh, the first one I won was in 2009. And in just a bit of uh, irony, uh, my uh, chief competitor in that rally was Jeff Earls, who happened to be the rally master of the 2017 Iron Butt Rally. So uh, that was uh, uh, nice to play on his game board. Oh, yeah, that's cool. What what type of motorcycle did you choose and did you ride in the 2017 Iron Butt? I have a 2015 BMW R1200RT, and I, I love this motorcycle. Uh, every time BMW comes out with a new generation of RT motorcycle, it, it just raises the bar to a new level. And uh, this is a fantastic machine. Um, I first rode it in the 2015 Iron Butt Rally. It was a brand-new bike, and I didn't have the proper training uh, that I needed to fully prepare for the rally. Uh, I did take fifth place in that rally, and so I was uh, ready to go this year uh, on, a, on a bike that was well broken in that I was used to. And uh, it, I've really come to realize that this motorcycle is a wolf in sheep's clothing. I agree. That is a great touring package. One of the questions I have for you is um, I want to talk about the complete list of modifications you made to the bike, but did you change the seat and uh, what kind of aftermarket lighting did you use? I did change the seat and in 2015, I didn't have time to get that done before the rally and I rode on the stock seat. BMW does many things exceptionally well. Uh, Touring seats is not one of them. Uh, so for the 2017 Iron Butt Rally, I chose the Russell Daylong. They do a fantastic job, and uh, it's called the Iron Butt Rally. But to be honest with you, through the whole uh, 11 days, I never thought once about my butt. It's very comfortable on that Russell Daylong. My and back, that was a different matter, but my butt was fine. <laughs> you know, and, and that is that is the truth. Like, if you don't notice a body part, uh, especially your bottom side, uh, if you don't notice it, then your seat is working really, really well. And I believe that. I've never ridden a stock BMW any distance that I like this seat. I mean, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand how they can do that. Yeah, I don't either. There, there are skills and gifts lay in other areas. They, they do. Uh, what about lighting? Lighting, I, I, I ran with um, a pair of Erica Clearwaters on uh, lowers and uh, Savina also from Clearwaters on top. So I had the big lights on top. It's a narrow 15-degree beam, which puts you a lot of light way down the road. And the uh, Erica's with the 35-degree uh, beam. It might, uh, might be 30-degree beam. But anyway, it, it uh, lights up the bar ditches and uh, keeps me um, aware of 
uh, any four-legged creatures that might be encroaching upon the roadway. Uh, the Erica is my go-to light. I have a, a set of those on a 95 Evo Ultra. I've got sets. I've got clear waters on everything. The Erica is my go-to light. I've not ran the Savina yet, but I just everybody says for that distance down the road, there's nothing finer. But I know you get spoiled because I have one bike that doesn't have lighting yet. And I don't even want to ride it at night. I feel like I'm completely night blind now after running Erica's. Yeah, those Erica's, they, they could be standalones without any problem at all. They're fantastic lights, and, and they, uh, they, they really do a great job. Yeah, and they don't draw a lot of current. They're fully dimmable, so there's a lot to love about them, really. And you don't have to worry about electrical issues and problems because they're so high quality. What other modifications did you make to your BMW? Oh boy, uh, uh, quite a quite a lot. I, I've I've got a, a shelf uh, up front that I uh, run um, my uh, GPSs, uh, external GPSs. I've got the the Nav Five that's mounted right up front on the dashboard, but then I've got a Garmin Four Seventy Eight. I've uh, got that tagged into a shelf uh, just above uh, the dashboard. There, uh, I have a, an auxiliary fuel tank. That uh, brings me up to just shy of the allowable 11.5 U.S. gallons that's permitted by the Iron Butt Association for competition in the Iron Butt Rally. Um, you know, other than that, uh, I did get a, a Wunderlich uh, sidebar, uh, engine guard, and uh, pannier uh, guard. So, so I've got a lot of, it's almost like an exoskeleton on the bike and that facilitated uh installing some foot pegs the wonderlick foot pegs uh and uh, also the lights were attached to that uh, wonderlick uh engine guard bearing guard uh set up there 11 and a half gallons my issue with that is i don't have an 11 and a half gallon bladder <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, you're not alone on that one. I don't think anybody has an 11-and-a-half-gallon bladder <laughs> because I'll tell you, one of the things that is absolutely critical uh, when you're riding this kind of uh, ride, these kind of miles, this kind of environment, you must stay hydrated. You must stay hydrated. So you can't, uh, you know, skimp on, on drinking water and getting electrolytes included in there if that's necessary too, which it certainly was on this ride. Uh, so that is an issue. And many people uh, address that issue in, in different ways. Yep. Well, Carl Reese runs a catheter. And um, we've talked to a few others on this show that, that do that as well. I just wondered <clears throat> about, because I know I, I would, I mean, I'm, I'm 62 years young. And I'm right behind you. And, and um, you know, when I was 35, I could do lots of miles between breaks. And, uh, right. you know, these days, not quite as many. And that's just a fact of life as a male. So, um, you know, we've as, as we spoke earlier, that the plan is to have to get your thoughts and tips and uh, strategies for people that either do not tour now but would like to or people who do a little lightweight touring but might want to actually do that first cross-country motorcycle trip coast-to-coast and uh, with their wife or, you know, significant other or by themselves. And 
I'm really looking forward to picking your brain a little bit about your thoughts on all of those uh, topics geared to that person. But I want to talk to you on as an Iron Buck competitor about food items on board your motorcycle for the Iron Butt and how you how you made your, you know kept yourself well fed. Yeah, that's a great question, and that's that's also a critical piece so that that fits in with the uh, uh, you know the nutritional, staying hydrated, uh, getting the electric uh, electrolytes uh, that you need uh, to just stay alert uh, because it's all about uh, energy management and um, you know pushing that fatigue monster down the road uh, as far as you can for as long as you can. And then being aware of where that is. One of the tools that I use, I, I have uh, basically what are Cliff Bars, Lara Bars, uh, chopped into bite-sized bits in uh, basically sandwich-sized baggies. Uh, and I've got a whole stash of these baggies, enough to last the whole leg, in a little, um, uh, basically it's a bag that's right in front of my paneer. Uh, and when I'm ready, I'll reach down there and I'll get a, a baggie out and I'll put it in my tank bag. So I'll, so what, one of the ways I, I remain alert is, is, um, you know, every half hour or 45 minutes or hour at the most, I'll be nibbling on some of those. So I've got a constant, uh, source of, of, uh, food intake, calorie intake that helps me keep alert and it gives me the, uh, nutrition that I need. I've also got, uh, you know, some little baggies of uh, uh, almonds and cashews. Um, generally, uh, when I do a, a fuel break, uh, sometimes I can go and grab an apple or a banana. Um, uh, so, you know, fruits, nuts, and then the uh, cliff bars are my favorites. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me. You, um, <clears throat> There's a mental side to this uh, game, too. And the, were there ever any time, any any segments of time on this iron butt, when you felt um, truly alone, or you felt you were in despair, or you felt like this is mission impossible? I mean, were there any of those kind of moments? Well, I, I would I would say that the iron butt rally is for sure. An emotional roller coaster, and uh, the Iron Butt Association, and then the Iron Butt Rally, by extension, claims to have the world's toughest riders. And, and I would say that the tough aspect applies more to the mental uh, game in, in a rider's mind uh, rather than physically tough. And because managing that roller coaster, you know, uh, not making the lows so low or the highs so high, uh, because those highs and those lows take up additional energy that you need to be able to complete the ride. And uh, so uh, in the, you know, the manifestation of this emotional roller coaster there are times when you are questioning your sanity. <laughs> you are wondering, why are you doing this? Right. Right. <laughs> but, you, but you know something? Uh, you know, the technology these days, I've got the Cine 20S uh, Bluetooth to my, uh, to my phone. Uh, 
and uh, you know there are people that, that I can call, uh, and uh, that is a wonderful way to get through those emotional lows. Uh, and I called home uh, quite a bit uh, to my uh, soulmate here, Janet, and you know she kept me. Uh, you know, on a on a mental level playing field for much of the rally. Uh, there were other people uh, that that I called uh, fellow motorcyclists that were uh, cheering me on. You know, I've known for quite a while. We've done a lot of riding together, and uh, and they would know that what I was going through. So I, I would call them, and they would just be that calm voice of, um, "How you doing, Jim?" You know, what do you need to do? Do you need to stop and take a cat nap? Do you need to stop for your rest bonus? Um, you know, how's it going? And so oftentimes those connections uh, just, you know, uh, have, have a wonderful way of evening out those, those roller coaster highs and lows. I love the Cinnas. Um, <clears throat> I have the 10S. My wife and I use it when we travel together. Uh, I use it when I'm alone. I really enjoy them, man, and the sound quality is great. Uh, it's just a fine little package. Yeah, the battery really life is good. It'll last, you know, it'll last, mine lasts about 12 hours if the intercom's open all day, and pretty impressive. Right. <clears throat> Do you listen to music? You know, uh, I, I, I don't really – well, I, I love music, and I love writing. I love mis- listening to music while I do write. Uh, on this particular rally – I really haven't uh, discovered the way to get the high-quality sound, HD sound quality, if you will, in through the speakers of of the Cine. So there there are times, uh, there were times during the rally that I had to go uh, through the night hours. And what I would do was I, I would... Uh, put in a, a pair of uh, custom form big ear headphones with the high quality stereo uh, you know speakers in there and plug it right into my iPhone and I would listen to music and I, w- I would have my classic rock uh, play set on and, and that would give me the energy that I would get through to get through those uh, wee small hours. Oh, that makes perfect sense. I mean, that's a great move. Listen, we got to take our uh, second break in the program first with you on. Um, We'll do that, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Jim Owen is our guest, 2017 Iron Butt winner. And what we've been hearing to me is riveting, fascinating information. And we haven't really scratched the surface on what what it means to compete in and win an iron butt but we have hit on some things that are certainly food for thought for me and perhaps you as well let's uh let's go to break and as we go i want to say to our friends at truetoyotaparts.com thank you for coming on board with our uh, radio show talking motorcycles it's an honor and a privilege to be associated with such a fine company i know these people they're fabulous individuals. They run a top-notch organization. They do what they say they're going to do when they say they are going to do it. And there's just no easier way. But the most important thing with TrueToyotaParts.com, when you buy from them, you are buying OEM 
true Toyota parts with a one-year manufacturer's warranty, it, you're going to save time and you're going to save money at truetoyotaparts.com. Trust me. If you own a Toyota or somebody in your family owns a Toyota, parts and accessories are click mouse click away. We'll be right back with more Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone and our guest, Jim Owen. Dunlop is the largest supplier of original equipment and replacement motorcycle tires in the U.S. and the only motorcycle tires made in America. With operations headquartered in Buffalo, New York, Dunlop has been making and selling high-quality tires in the U.S. since 1923. With an unparalleled championship record, Dunlop race tire technology transfers directly to the street. Dunlop, the only tire for your motorcycle made in America. When you're out on a ride and you decide, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee, the place to go is Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery at 214 South Beach Street in beautiful downtown Daytona. Owned and operated by local motorcyclists, all baked goods are made fresh daily, in-house, many from old family recipes. Hand-rolled, boiled, then baked bagels, made-from-scratch English muffins, fresh-roasted organic coffees and teas. What more can you ask for? Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery when it's time for a cup. In 2016, Toyota was again named Top Motor Vehicle Company by Fortune Magazine. TrueToyotaParts.com believes your Toyota is greater than the sum of its parts. Reputation, reliability, and longevity are the reason you bought your Toyota in the first place. Maintain that quality with True Toyota Parts. When you buy OEM parts, True Toyota Parts, you are maintaining the quality of your Toyota, and by choosing TrueToyotaParts.com, you save both time and money. They back their products with a 12-month Toyota parts warranty and have parts professionals eager to make your experience with TrueToyotaParts.com exceptional. When you need parts and accessories for your Toyota, visit TrueToyotaParts.com. When you go there and look up your particular year, make, and model of Toyota, you will be amazed at the massive list of parts and accessories available for your car or truck. Be true to your Toyota with TrueToyotaParts.com. We are back and we are live at FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB. And on the worldwide internet, if you're listening to us via iTunes or Spotify or uh, your app on your iPhone, your podcast app, or however you access the show, we appreciate that. And we hope that you are enjoying this special edition of the show. It's part two in our um, outreach to uh, potential long distance touring riders or someone who may be contemplating a ride from say, Massachusetts to Arizona, or from California to Kentucky, or from Daytona Beach to California, which I do every year at least once, uh, and it, hopefully you're enjoying it and we're all learning something from it. Our guest is Jim Owen. He is, as we said, the 2017 Iron Butt winner. Jim, welcome back, and how many miles total did you do to win the rally? 
the total uh, ending mileage for me was 12,885 miles during the 11 days. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what was the toughest bonus um, location that you did? Uh, all combined, without a doubt, it was not only the toughest, but also the most rewarding were the collection of bonuses that were on the island of Newfoundland in the Canadian Maritimes. Holy cow. Um, and why was that so? Well, we left Allen, Texas, uh, on the morning of July 2nd, and we had a long enough leg that if you rode straight through to Sydney, Nova Scotia, some 2,600 miles, to catch the ferry that left at 11.45 p.m. on the uh, evening of uh, Tuesday, I believe, the 4th, um, you had enough time to take that seven-hour crossing, do all the bonuses on Newfoundland, be back in port for the return ferry back to uh, North Sydney, Nova Scotia, at 6.30 in the morning on, on the 5th. And uh, it was, uh, so that was a, the, the ferry was 11.45 on, on the 3rd. You would arrive on the 4th. And you basically had about 24 hours on on the island, and so that that was uh, by far the toughest uh, riding that I've likely ever done in my lifetime. Well, you did 2,600 miles straight through then. Straight through, yes. Oh my god! And th- this was this was on top of uh, so so that was basically 39 hours of riding nonstop with some cat naps, uh, and uh, on leg one. It started off with a similar type uh, scenario where there was it was a 35-hour movement period. Leg two had a 37-hour movement period. So each one of these legs, three legs in the Iron Butt Rally, uh, started off with an extended movement period that uh, uh, was exceptionally grueling, and it took a, an exceptional amount of uh, uh, awareness, self-awareness, and uh, several catnaps along the way. It's, uh, it's amazing to me. I guess that uh, that ferry ride had to look pretty pretty inviting. <laughs> had to look really good yes. to you. Yes, it did. It was seven hours off the bike, uh, seven hours of wonderful rest. Gosh, you got to sleep uh, for a nice extended period. Right. Uh, and uh, you got to repack gear and maybe do some laundry. I don't know. Um, no, there was no time for that. <laughs> no, you just got four or five hours sleep probably. And, and did you, and did you do any maintenance on the bike? You know, the only maintenance that was done on the bike was a wheel swap at leg two in Allen. So basically six days into the rally, uh, I swapped out. I, I had, uh, pre-shipped, pre-positioned a wheel with a brand new, uh, uh, pilot road Four GT. And um, Kevin Sawarski uh, was my uh, go-to guy there. Uh, he received it, brought it to the checkpoint there, checkpoint two, uh, gave me some assistance as I swapped out those wheels. It was maybe a 10-minute job, and that was it. That was, that was the, t- the sum total of the maintenance that was done on the bike uh, throughout the rally. No oil changes. No oil changes. Incredible. What kind of motor oil did you use? 
Oh gosh, you know it's it's the BMW uh, synthetic motor oil. It's the uh, 1040 synthetic motor oil, and uh, you know I, I don't know who makes it. You know it's it's branded. It's BMW, and uh, so that that's pretty much it. Was the engine making any more noises at the end of that amount of miles on a no oil change ride? No, uh, and and amazingly, uh, you know, of course, every time I would uh, come off of a rest break, I would check the oil to make sure I wasn't losing oil, and and uh, it remained fairly clear throughout the whole ride. Wow! That... I, I I think the issue is um, going through you're doing an iron butt rally ride, or or any iron butt ride for that matter. You're not doing a lot of cycles on the engine. Mm-hmm. You get most of the wear and tear in the initial stages after a start as the engine warms up and, and uh, the metal the metals uh, warm up and, and to their operating uh, prime parameters. Uh, when you're just uh, when that engine's just running, you're not getting a lot of wear and tear. You're not lit, getting a lot of breakdown of the oil. Uh, and I've had extensive conversations uh, through the years with uh, my mechanics at the various BMW dealers. The latest one is I'll give a shout-out to Hermes in Port Clinton, Pennsylvania, and Bob Lilly there. They're a great team, fantastic team. Um, you know, the, uh, the quality of the oil, the reduced number of cycles on the machine uh, during the run, uh, it's it's really fine to just let it run and uh, do a, a good oil change uh, at the end of the run. It is kind of true. Once you get up to operating temperature and all the metallurgies are lined up, it's it's really not too bad on an engine. I, it's people have said forever that uh, oilhead BMWs once if you just ran them at seventy five eighty miles an hour on the interstate, it would just run forever because that's where it loves to be. I mean that's just in a place well <clears throat> got about a million more questions about the iron butt but <laughs> time will not allow that we we yeah. want to serve our listeners who are keenly interested in what you have to add to our ongoing conversation here in part one and now this show part two on touring um i'd like to begin a discussion on uh, clothing items that you choose uh, and things you might recommend do you use base layers and outer uh, jackets or you know what what is your comfort go-to primary gear package uh you know i i definitely uh uh love base layers uh multiple layers uh the the outer shell is an arrow stitch uh road crafter um, and, and I've ridden with the, with the arrow stitch two piece and now one piece for uh, probably almost 20 years. Uh, I'm on my third one, and uh, it's a great great piece of equipment. Um, I definitely do uh, base layers. Uh, I, I think I think my uh, favorite. Uh, I, I I get uh, equipment from uh, uh, from Patagonia. Uh, they're um, I can't remember the exact uh, name of their fabric, but it's uh, it's a wicking fabric, uh, and uh, it's it has, comes in uh, various uh, weights. So I can do ultra lightweight, or I can do a heavier weight depending on uh, the climate 
the the weather, the temperature environment that I'm going to be riding in. Uh, and typically on an iron butt rally type ride, uh, you're riding uh, from hot to cold, whether it be just from daylight to nighttime, uh, or if you're changing elevation, uh, if you're going from north to south, uh, you're riding through a, a weather uh, front, uh, you can change temperatures quite rapidly. So having the ability to do layers uh, uh, is really Im- important. And uh, that's typically what I've been using is the Patagonia under layers uh, and the arrow stitch on top. Um, do you carry on board um, electric jacket liners by chance? Yes, I absolutely do. Uh, and if if I'm going into an environment where I'm expecting it to be 20 degrees lower than what I've been riding in, uh, then I will I will have that on and I'll have it plugged in. And uh, if I need it, I can dial it in. It just plugs right into the bike, and I've got the uh, the Gerbing uh, jacket liner that has the uh, uh, the variable controllers, and I've got that for. Uh, both the jacket liner and the pants liner. I will have to say that I very, very rarely uh, use the pants liner. Uh, it has to be sustained, um, you know, 40 degrees and below before I, uh, for the entire riding time, uh, like winter riding, <laughs> before I get the pants liner out. Yeah, I agree. Usually but, it's just the jacket. And that is enough because if you keep your core temperature uh, up at its proper status, <clears throat> everything else kind of takes care of itself. Right. And, you know, that's the key because everybody knows when the body starts cooling, when the organs start cooling, then the blood flow slows to the extremities, you know, and you just got to do it. I, I, too, use Gerbing. I really enjoy it. Mine is uh, Gerbing made by Harley Davidson, but it, it's made okay. by Gerbing yeah. for Harley. But it's the same thing you're right. using with the rheostat. Right. You know, it's great. Yeah. Uh, what ha- everybody says, um, they make waterproof gloves. I have never found any, um, <laughs> and I've tried several. What gloves do you wear when you require waterproof? You know, I, 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 I've used held gloves for a long, long time. And, and I love the uh, precision and flexibility of held, uh, they, you know, I, I rarely take my gloves off. So I want to be able to pick up my credit card off the, you know, concrete floor if I drop it without having to take my gloves off. And they give me the, uh, the sensation and, and feel that I'm able to do that. I do have a pair of held Gore-Tex gloves. Uh, it's, it's been such a long time since I've had them on. Uh, we didn't really ride through some, you know, entire days worth of of rain there were some extended periods of rain i've I've got a backup pair of uh held gloves i carry two pair so if one gets sogged out you know i'll i'll wear them till it stops uh raining and uh, i can swap them out or most often i just keep going until they dry out that's that's fine you know they they fit even better when they've been wet and dried okay we we went really (laughs) that's really cool we went really long in the first uh segment made this one a little bit shorter. The last one's going to be very brief. I've got to go to a required break here. But as I go, I would like for you to be thinking about your top three suggestions for people that are considering 
touring on their motorcycle by themselves or with their uh, significant other. I'd like for you to think about that. And when you get back, Jim, that's going to be what I'm going to ask you. This portion of the show has been brought to you by our good friends or with Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. And if you really want a long-wearing Dunlop Motorcycle Tire, the new American Elite is my suggestion. We'll be right back. This is Barry Boone, host of Talking Motorcycles. I believe that the majority of motorcycle accidents are preventable. The answer? Clearwater lights. Riders add Clearwater lights to see what is in front of them at night. The least expensive Clearwater lights produces a full-spectrum 2,000 lumens each. They fully illuminate the road ahead as well as the roadside. Milliseconds count when an animal explodes from the side of the road. The added benefit of Clearwater lights is the ability of other motorists to see your motorcycle in a sea of headlamps. I utilize the easy-to-install selective yellow lenses to create instant visible awareness that my motorcycle is approaching. Following an accident, how many times do we hear the other drivers say, I didn't see them? Clearwater lights are compact, easy to mount, and simple to install. The new generation technology of high-powered LEDs are fully dimmable so you can use them day and night. Clearwater has been offering award-winning service, well-engineered products, and outstanding product support for over 20 years. Learn more at Clearwater Lights Since 1903, the Harley-Davidson Motor Company have built motorcycles that are an American standard for the world. Since 1994, Bruce Rossmeyer's Daytona Harley-Davidson and Bruce Rossmeyer's New Smyrna Harley have set new standards for motorcycle dealerships. Bruce Rossmeyer's is your source for Harley-Davidson motorcycles, motor clothes, officially licensed products, parts, accessories, authorized service, and rentals. Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson is truly family-owned and family-managed and provides the ultimate buying experience to the Harley-Davidson enthusiasts. Whether it's a new bike purchase or an oil change, Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson Associates are dedicated to delivering the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Discover what being treated like family really means. 23 years of dedication to local and regional charities has put millions of dollars back into the communities they serve. That is the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Find out more and check out exciting events at brucerossmeyers.com. All right, we are back on Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone here on WNDB. And our special guest is the 2017 Iron Butt winner, Jim Owen. We're talking to him about uh, everything. Uh, The topics have uh, been amazing to me, Jim. You've had us all here in the studio on the edge of our seat. It's been very, very interesting. What are your top three recommendations for people who are considering uh, motorcycle touring? I would say the number one thing would be that uh, motorcycle touring is an individual thing, and the perspective that you bring is what's important to you. What is uh, a touring event, a distance that you want to ride in a day or a weekend or a week-long uh, excursion uh, is, is, is up to you. And, you know, you don't need to be – uh, striving for that thousand miles a day uh, to be a, a long distance motorcycle tour, you can build up to that. So just bite off a little bit more than what you might be used to doing. If you're just riding around your local area, maybe uh, ride to the next state, for example. Okay, uh, I'll, that, I, I, that like, be, I like I like that. Would be number one. 
And on that, um, and then we'll go to number two, I would add to that combining some of your other interests in life, hobbies, like maybe you want to add some museums of some topic you're interested in or, you know, whatever, vintage airplane museums or just anything. Right. All right, number two. Number two would be to um, eliminate the distractions or points of discomfort on your motorcycle and your gear. So, so if you, if you have, uh, for example, some ergonomic, uh, dysfunction or, or, or discomfort on your motorcycle, figure out a way to eliminate that. Do you need bar risers? Do you need peg lowers? Do you need a different seat? Do you need a different windshield? Uh, something like that, because those distractions take away from number one the enjoyment of the of the riding, and number two they they burn off your energy. So you get tired quicker. You're not going to want to go as far. And that's same with the gear. If if you got a helmet that's got a hot spot in it, if you've got glasses that don't fit right, gloves, uh, you know, clothing, motorcycle riding gear that doesn't fit right. Eliminate those distractions. What, what I do is I carry a grease pencil in my tank bag, and uh, if something is bothering me, I will make a note of it. I'll write it right on, on the uh, clear plastic of my tank bag. So when I get back into my garage, I remember, oh, yeah, that bothered me. I've got to do something. All right. Like I like I like number two, and I'll add to that, never leave home in a brand-new helmet. Uh, it, will, <laughs> it will be the worst mistake you ever made. You have no, about right. You have almost a minute to give us number three. Okay, number three, and maybe this is uh, the last, but it's not the least. There is a wealth of information and a community that will help you every step of the way in the Iron Butt Association. If you go to ironbutt.com, there is uh, a 60,000-plus member community that loves to ride motorcycles long distances. There's the Archive of Wisdom there is just a tremendous uh, amount of information, uh, events that you can go to, whether you want to ride a ride, a, a saddle sore, do the 1,000 miles in 24 hours, or if you want to participate in a, uh, in a rally, a competitive rally, just to go see what it's like. It could be the Void Rally. There's many rallies here on the Atlantic seaboard. There's rallies uh, in, in Texas, in the Midwest. There's rallies uh, out west in California, Nevada, okay. Utah. I hear the music. I know I know. time is up. But, hey, Jim, thank you from all of us. Thank you so much, and we appreciate and we value your opinion. We also congratulate you on your win. Thank you, Barry. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Ride hard, ride safe, and have fun, everyone. We'll see you next Wednesday at 7 p.m.